scripture reading is Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, this morning as your word has been read and as it is proclaimed, we ask that you would open our hearts and minds, that you would unstop our ears, that we may receive your message to us. Speak through my words or speak in spite of my words, but God, we await a word from you today. And may the words of my mouth and may the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Today we continue the series that we began last week on real family issues with uh, the sense of job or school stress. I'm sure it's something that none of you have ever experienced. Um, is stress. But here's a couple of questions. Are you one of the 80% of people, according to one survey, who happen to feel stress on the job? Nearly half of those say that they need help in learning how to deal with that stress, and about 42% say that their coworkers need help in dealing with that. According to this same study, like 14% of the respondents said they had felt like striking a coworker in the last year but they didn't. <laughs> 25% said that, that they have felt like screaming or shouting because of job stress. Survey after survey speaks to the fact that at least here in the U.S. that, that Americans are working longer and harder and experience more stress than maybe in previous generations. You know, we got these tools developed over the last several decades that, that were to make our life easier and our work life shorter. Things like computers and cell phones, when in fact what has been accomplished is tying us more closely to work. Because now our, our work may feel like they can reach us 24-7. We have, they expect you would respond to a text or emails are instantaneous, and the very things that we're supposed to free up time have tied us even more closely on even our off time. And then there's this uncertain job market that we have gone through over the past several years that can lead us to the stress of, will I lose my job? Will I be able to find a job? I don't know how many of you used to watch the show um, Undercover Boss, so I guess that's a guilty pleasure. I, I enjoyed watching that show, and the premise of it is these big CEOs of a company put themselves in a disguise and go and work somewhere on the front line. And one of the things that's really interesting is that 
often these folks that are way up in the ivory towers are actually really um, never thought about how stressful it is to be on the front line in their companies. We express the stress sometimes through physical symptoms like backaches or fatigue or headaches. I know for me that sometimes I don't have the good sense to understand that I am under stress. And so my body helps me understand that a little better. So I get a backache or my tummy lets me know that. Absenteeism or accidents on the job, often those are also as a result of stress. And, and you see sometimes lists of this is the most stressful occupation or this is the most stressful occupation. Those rankings don't really have a, a lot of importance because it honestly is this interplay between person and their job or the environment that creates stress or doesn't. What is stressful for one person is not stressful for another. Some folks thrive in a fast-paced, multitasking kind of environment that would leave the rest of us breathless and stressed. And it doesn't stress them provided that they feel a sense of being in control. Those same folks would be severely stressed by what they would consider dull or repetitive uh, functions like an assembly line where, where you can go and just put in your hours and times um, and tasks that are way within your capabilities. The stresses that a policeman or a high school teacher may experience in inner city Houston may be very different from exactly those same two roles if you get them way out in a rural or small town. It depends on your environment. And even in the same environment, what can be stressful to one person is not stressful for another. It's a really personalized phenomenon. One survey um, talked about how filling out paperwork was way more stressful for a police officer than the actual, you know, life-threatening duties of carrying out law enforcement. I know my daughter, who's a special ed teacher here in Humble, when you ask what's most stressful about her job, it's not the children. <laughs> it's the paperwork um, that can be the most stressful for her. Um, and often uh, studies say that, that workers who perceive they are sub subject to high demands and yet have little control, those are the ones that are at higher risk for things like heart attacks and such. And then there's school stress. I'm sure none of our students here ever get stressed about anything. But you think about for the students, there is the pressure to perform. There are social pressures. There's the making and then the losing of friends. Maybe there's bullying. And, and just the thought of having hundreds, and in some of our schools, more than a thousand students all in one place with a whole variety of issues that they're dealing with, with family issues, friends, academics, health issues. You put all of those together in one building, and it can make for a really stressful environment. So we, we get that probably all of us have been in a situation where we feel stress. 
Part of the reason for doing this series is to give both some practical thoughts about how to, how to deal with these real issues that we all face, and then to, to look through our lenses of faith to, to think about as a Christian, then we're, what other resources do we have? So, so first, sort of the practical, recognize the stress. Don't be like me. Recognize when things are stressful for you. Maybe it is when you begin to have some physical symptoms and you ask yourself, is this a result of stress? If there's an institutional issue that you can deal with, deal with it. If it's bullying or if it's harassment, maybe what you need to do is report it. Maybe if you feel you are not suited for a particular job, just the act of putting your resume out out into the environment, you know what, sometimes that just relieves the stress because it feels more like you have a choice about where you are. So you do that, or maybe you make suggestions for improvements in your area. You need to think about your own personal response to stress and, and come up with ways that help with that. So maybe it is a timeout at the end of a, of a stressful day where you take a little bit of time to just unwind. Maybe think about vacation time, like having a real vacation where you cannot be reached by work, that kind of a vacation. Maybe you need to establish some boundaries with your coworkers or with your boss regarding what is time off. Then there's this one that all of us know intuitively and many of us do not follow, and that is exercise. Exercise. We know that exercising regularly helps our body to be able to deal with stress. Go to counseling. If that's something that's helpful and that you need, find a good counselor. Then there are a lot of different helps available online for both students and for workers. I've listed several of those for you in your bulletin right by the sermon notes. There's a, a list of websites that I found. And so that'll give you a start and you can find others as well. Sometimes a practical answer might be to change our own personal habits. For many of us... Um, I know for me, but for many of us, my guess is we make things worse by things like procrastination, right? That's something we can change. Um, maybe it's our study habits that need to be looked at. Maybe it's our healthy eating or sleeping habits, those things that we could actually alter ourselves that help make it more possible for us to deal with stress. And then also refuse the victim or martyr mindset. Refuse it. Own that you have a choice. You're not a victim. You're not a martyr. You do have a choice. And that helps you to develop a more optimistic attitude. And then there is that wonderful serenity prayer. Learn it. Say it. I've said it frequently this past week. You know, for God to give us the serenity to accept those things that we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Those are all helps that are available to, to all of us as we think about ways to deal with our stress. And, and then we need, to, we need to look also at our Christian mindset because, friends, we are followers of Jesus we know about God and we know about the grace of Jesus and that gives us additional help that may not be available to others. 
And when we look at things through our Christian mindset, we remember that we are never alone in dealing with our issues of stress. We are never alone. We have a personal relationship with a God who knows us intimately, who knows everything about us, and who loves us unconditionally and promises to be our help in time of need. We also understand as Christians that we are not primarily who our boss or our teacher or our customer says that we are. We are not our role at, at work. We are not our ranking in classes. Who we are, that question is answered for us in Scripture. We are beloved children of God in Jesus Christ. We are promised that when we accept Christ that we become a new creation. We hear that our highest purpose in life is to love God and to love others. That's who we're called to be. And we also need to remember that all work has meaning. All work. When it's done as to doing it for the Lord, all work has meaning. Um, I love some of the writings of Brother Lawrence, who is a monk, who wrote uh, things about practicing the presence of God. And, and he talked about even in the monastery when he's sweeping, to practice the presence of God and do that as for the Lord. Friends, all work in that setting has meaning. Then we can look to Scripture for those who can give us some great examples of dealing with stress. And since Psalm 23 is one of the many psalms that is credited to David, he's a great person to look for because he had a few stresses in his life. You want to read about his life, you start in 1 Samuel 16 and read all the way through the book of 2 Samuel, and you'll learn a lot about David. It was thousands of years ago, and yet... It was a time of high stress. Think about this. As a boy, he was the youngest of eight sons. Let that sink in. If you're a youngest sibling, you get that. The stress of being the youngest, your older siblings teasing you and such. As a young shepherd, David had a real danger with the wild animals around. That's very stressful. There was loneliness in this life of a shepherd. And he always had the possibility of losing his inventory. In his case, that would be sheep. We think about David as a young military man. When he volunteered to go up against the giant Goliath, the stress no one, no one, not the king, not the army, not his brothers, no one believed in him and his ability to do anything there. Once David was placed in King Saul's court as a musician, the stress there, he had a paranoid boss who had fits of rage. He had a very unpredictable workplace. He had a lack of support from any of the other employees except for the king's son, Jonathan. And he honestly, he lost that job because his boss was trying to kill him. Think about David then later as a, as a leader of a group of fighting men. There were very poor working conditions. They lived in caves generally. The hours were very long in battles. Sometimes the people around him loved him, and sometimes the people around him hated him. 
His former boss, King Saul, spread lies about him, blackballed him, and still tried to make his life miserable and still tried to kill him. And then even after David became king, he still had a lot of stress as the CEO of a country. There were the battle plans. He certainly had his share of family issues and work issues. And yet we see the ways that David coped with those stresses. David is known uh, as, the, as the man after God's own heart. That he exercised and maintained, minus one event, his personal integrity. He maintained his personal integrity. And that, friends, should be our desire to be people of integrity. That is who we are when no one else is watching. At the end of the day, it's not our occupation that defines us. It's not your ranking in school. It is who you are as a person. Did you love God? Do you love your family? Do you love others? And do you live as though those are true as well. David also practiced seeing other people's points of view. He was a person that people could come and share with him their point of view, and he listened. David continued to respect authority, even with crazy King Saul. He continued to respect that position of authority. David dealt with his stress by worshiping God. And as the CEO or the king, he also listened to his critics when it was needed. We think about when the prophet Nathan came and confronted him about his time with Bathsheba. David listened, and he took action based on that criticism. And then probably what David is best known to us is his love of writing the Psalms. So many of the Psalms are credited to King David um, and, and so we can read those and reflect on those as stress reducers. Psalm 23 that we read at the beginning. Friends, it's a great psalm for you to learn, to memorize, to meditate on uh, line by line. Um, and so it starts, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And you, you think about what that means for God to be my shepherd, your shepherd. In John's gospel, in chapter 10, Jesus also described himself as the good shepherd. Many years ago when I was in seminary, we had a, a pastor that came and preached to us, and he talked about clergy. You know, because sometimes clergy are called a shepherd and you're the flock, right? Um, and he said, no, no, no. <laughs> clergy are not the shepherd. The better metaphor for clergy is a sheepdog. <laughs> because the, the, the job of clergy is to round up God's people and point them to the good shepherd. That image has stayed with me for so long. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I love that word makes. <laughs> because sometimes I have to be forced to lie down in green pastures. And friends, God will make you, if you don't do it voluntarily, you will find a way when you must lay on your back and lie down in that green pasture. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. 
He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. The phrase that has been particularly helpful to me during this past week, um, many of you know that my, my mom died this past Monday. Even though I walk through the darkest valley or in the King James Version, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Think on that sometimes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord in this version my whole life long. In the King James, it's forever. Think about and meditate on that psalm. I've also given you in the bulletin the Wesleyan Prayer of Covenant, which is a great prayer that recognizes that I am no longer my own but thine. Put me to what you will. Rank me with who you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or set aside for you. Let me have everything. Let me have nothing. I give all that I am to you, Lord. Learn that prayer and say it as a way also of reducing stress. Will you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, our good shepherd indeed. Lord, we ask that you would help us in times of stress to remember that we are not alone, that you are with us and closer even in the very air that we breathe, that, Lord, you would help us to develop good habits, to deal with stress, and live our lives in you. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.